Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Come on, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy are you, Lord. Thank you, Ashley. Christy Garris, tell us what you're painting here. What's the history behind the story here? So I've been blessed to be mentored by two wonderful women in this congregation, and the second one has been Mary Esther. And so the Lord, um, I guess, started my gifting in painting, and I've been doing it over there in the corner because that's where the Lord and I like to be, um, but he's branching me. And so in December of, um, December 13th, actually, um, I was here and I was painting and the Lord was just speaking to me about the oil, which if any of you've been here and through the conferences over the last couple of weekends, um, the oil has been a prominent thing. And um, so that's, I've had, I have many people come over and make, say a, a word or just ask a question. And sometimes I don't know what I'm painting. Sometimes I'm just listening to the Lord and just painting. Then other times he's given me a vision months ago this particular one was given to me. And what he spoke to me about it was impartation. He said that as you're standing, as you're painting, you're imparting something through, he's imparting something through me for the visual, for the people within the atmosphere of where I am. Um, And so I was just overly honored to just have the Lord share that with me. And um, I was talking with him and just praying. And he shared with me about, just how every piece of worship matters. If it's if it's walking around the sanctuary, speaking quietly in your mind, if it's waving a flag, um, if it's a child sitting on the floor, just sitting at the altar, you never know what they're seeing and what they're praying and what they're thinking. Um, so as his children are engaging in him, the, the oil, the alabaster jar is being filled and at a point it explodes and i'm sure many of you feel that impartation every sunday morning if you're truly partaking in worship um so the drawing i usually i have a a journal that the lord blessed me with years ago and i only put special things in here and he'll give me these pencil drawings and sometimes he'll allow me to mull over them for a year Um, but he'll bring me back when he's ready to impart it to the fellow congregation. And so with a mentoring meeting that Mary Esther and I were having, I was just sharing what God was doing and she was just overly joyed. She was like, oh, oh, and it was just some confirmation. So the confirmation just started hitting and that's what's led to this, um, this painting. I don't know what it will end up looking like. It looks nothing like my pencil drawing. Um, they never do. They look somewhat like it. Um, but I choose the colors he speaks to me about. He references, you know, a lot of people know white. What does that mean to you? Red, what does that mean to you? You know, and when you're thinking of the Lord, there's many different um, where you are and things like that, what colors may mean to you. Um, and many of my paintings have spoke to many different people in a different way. So I just bless you and hope that you um, experience that through the painting. This is my first time on stage and it's very nervous, but praise the Lord. So let's uh, let's welcome Mary Esther. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. So when the Lord was telling me about tonight, he said to do this from the position of kneeling because this is who you are. Um, this is the position of your heart. It's who you are. It's what you have to give, what you have to share. And um, I feel like it's my greatest gift to be able to sit at the Lord's feet and just listen. And I'm just so very thankful for that. And he's just said to be open and vulnerable and just be you and share that. I know as I was growing up, I was always really quiet and shy, and I used to hate that about myself. I mean, really hate it about myself. And then when I got saved and I realized the Lord made me that way on purpose, and he was pleased with it, and I realized that what I thought was my kryptonite is actually my superpower. <laughs> and I feel like that's a word for people here. What you think is your weakness is what can be God's strength in you and what he can do through you. And so now I'm just, I'm thankful that he's given me that gift. So, um, tonight we just want to, it's going to be just kind of free. And I feel like if you want to come closer, if you want to come sit closer, if throughout tonight you actually, you want to come and sit on the floor dance, lay on the floor, whatever you feel like doing, it's going to be, and you can come and go as you want to, but the Lord gave me the word joy, and he said to make this night like joy, and he showed me a J, and then an O, and then a Y, so we put Jesus first, then others, and yourself last, and when you do that, you are filled with joy, so we're going to have kind of like three sections where we're going to, I'm going to share a little bit, and then we're going to go into worship, and we're going to focus on Jesus first, which is a really good thing to do when you're in worship. If you come in and you focus on Him first, like Esther did, and then after you've ministered to Him, then He extends the scepter to you. He says, what do you want? And it's also good for your life, too, if you're feeling down put Jesus first, and then how can I help other people, and yourself last, you will be filled with joy. <clears throat> My earring is rattling, so I'll just take it off. So, and at the end, we're going to have a time of prayer, and I've got two alabaster jars here, and this is an actual alabaster jar from Jerusalem filled with nard, and this one's also filled with nard. So this little one I'm going to anoint people with, and if we need help coming up to get prayed for, Ron will help. And uh, <laughs> this... This big one is um, it's going to have two purposes. One is going to be symbolically as the oil poured out on Jesus, and it's 
really amazing the timing of this because Palm Sunday and then we got Good Friday and that's when it actually happened this event that was in the other three Gospels where she actually anointed his head this time for to prepare him for his burial so we get our own opportunity to do the same thing that she did all that time ago and nard means being transformed into the image of the lord from glory to glory the fragrance of love and appreciation for the king and one of the things that i felt like the lord said about with the big jar of anointing is that i'm actually going to anoint the altar and um Several years ago in Spirit and Truth Dance, we started ca uh, calling this the altar because it's a lot easier for us to get up and offer ourselves as a living sacrifice rather than to get on a stage and do a performance, which we have no desire to do at all. So we've been calling it the altar, and I noticed that some of the musicians have heard us, and they've started calling it the altar as well. So it's a a whole different heart attitude and I've been here I guess around 20 years and I've been praying for worship and for a long time for prophetic worship for freedom and everything and um, I feel like we had a breakthrough when Pastor Tom and Pastor Willie became our worship leaders and I know other people have been praying too and I feel like we've gotten to a place of just purity our hearts are truly after the Lord and it is an altar so as I'm anointing I'm coming to agreement with what God's done already in our hearts but it's also a beginning I feel like this is like the beginning where now we're setting it apart as holy ground and now God himself is going to take us to that next level so I'm really excited and I also have a word that I'm going to release when I do it, too, that he gave me last week. And this was before I knew about the tent being set up or anything, too. So it's got a little part that's like, oh, now that makes sense. But um, So I'm going to release the word first, and then I'm going to pray this scripture about from Mark 14. This altar is holy ground, consecrated unto God. This house will be continually filled with the manifest glory of God. God's kingdom is ever expanding, ever increasing. The anointing for true worship will continue to increase for every worshiper who worships in spirit and truth. The airway being filled with the glory of God, his tangible presence felt in the sanctuary. All the buildings, the soil, deep into the soil is purified and holy. Every inch of property from deep into the ground, into the airway, all, way, all the way up to the third heaven, an open heaven, up to the very throne of God, a river flowing from the throne. Global River Church is on the 
map in heaven known as a place that ministers to Jesus. Global River Church is a place of equipping and then sending all over the world, ever expanding, ever increasing, a shelter of love, protection, healing, deliverance, a healing of minds and hearts and physical healings, easy and natural because God's presence is here, ever increasing, ever expanding. Some churches, their destiny doesn't get fulfilled. Global River Church's destiny will be fulfilled. What man says cannot and will not happen. What demons may try to stop, they cannot and will not stop my heart, my destiny for Global River Church. Whoa. So Mark 14, 1 through 9. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive, extremely rare perfume made of purest nard. She took, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head, and the house was filled with the fragrance. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her.
something I forgot to say about the altar, and it, I was reading in Genesis about the Tower of Babel, and I was like, God really doesn't like that. What about that doesn't he like? And then I read in the note, and it said that the people, when they were building it, they used bricks. It was very specific that it was bricks. And bricks are man-made, and altars are built with stones, which are God-made. And even the people had written their name in the bricks because they wanted to build a name for themselves. And that's what the Lord was like. An altar has to be built with the living stones. So at the beginning of 2021, the Lord gave me a word for the year, and it is full out. <laughs> and what it means for me to be full out may be different, or is absolutely different for each person, what it means for them to be full out. Um, so I wanted to read to you what the definition of full out is. As much or as far as possible with maximum effort or power. When you commit to something and there's no going back, with no part lacking, complete, with all privileges and rights, not restricted, very, extremely, the greatest degree or extent, without omitting, decreasing, or shortening, highest ability, knowing what you want, what your goals are, what your essential purpose is, and being entirely committed to getting what you want, willing to risk it all, whatever it takes. So I was, I've been watching movies that had to do with athletes that were overcoming an in, injury, and they come back strong just to kind of motivate me because as you may know that my foot was hurt actually it was about exactly a year ago when COVID it was about the time COVID hit and there was no like real reason like I didn't do something and then it hurt but I did notice that it was hurting when we were practicing for the promised land dance that we did with Alicia and, and Diana were in it with us and we had the army boots and the and the army pants and everything on and it was like hurt so bad but I'm like Lord gave me this vision for the dance so I'm just I'm pushing through and I'm doing it and so I went and I just kept thinking oh it'll get better and it didn't and didn't and um, so that was one of the things I did was watching the movies to kind of inspire myself I love underdogs that become overcomers and so this movie full out is about it's a true story about a gymnast and I used to do gymnastics when I was younger and so I was like I can really relate to this and it's a true story and she was wanting to be in the Olympics and then she got in a car wreck and broke her leg and it was so bad that they were like you'll never do gymnastics again but she kept doing physical therapy and everything to get better. And when she was in the physical therapy place, she met a girl who was in a wheelchair. And she had also been training for the Olympics to be a skier. And she wanted the gold medal for skiing, but she had hit a tree and now she was paralyzed. 
but she always had this big smile on her face, and she was always encouraging other people, and no self-pity whatsoever, but she was always like, you can do it, you can walk, you can do it. And the gymnast was talking, she's like, I'm sorry, you know, that you didn't get your gold medal, and she's like, oh, what's a medal anyway? You know, and then at the end of, of the movie, the gymnast, she comes back strong and she does the full out move, which is this double flip twist landing was supposed to be the hardest just gymnastic move there is, the full out. So she does it and lands it. And at the end, she goes and gets the microphone and she's like, I want to thank my friend Katie for cheering me on, you know, and she's like, you may have not gotten the gold medal, but every time you help somebody walk, you got a gold medal in heaven. And she's like, what's medal anyway, you know? And it's like, that's what I feel like is like a heavenly perspective. Like, medals are great or whatever, but they're going to sit on the shelf and eventually get dust. But what we do for the Lord is what's really important. One day, you're going to look back and you're going to be like so glad that you did these things for Him. So as I'm going through this time with my foot hurting and everything, I had a, a one time when I was just like, I was really crying out to the Lord. I'm like, oh, it hurts so bad. Please, you know. And when I, when I get a dance, I see a vision. And it's like looking in a, 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 like a TV screen or something. Like I can see it. But when I have like an encounter with the Lord, it's... I'm there. It's not like I'm not just seeing it. I'm actually experiencing this time. And it's like it feels real and it's like a real memory and the effects of it are real. So I don't I don't know. But um, so I just kind of get swept away with him and I'm sitting on a chair and he's like kneeled down in front of me and he has my foot and his hand. And my first thought was, I feel like Cinderella, you know, with Prince Charming. <laughs> and so I, I had to take a little segue and show you my shoes. <laughs> that uh, They're made to look like Cinderella's glass slipper and Ron's daughter, Brett. She saw them and thought of me, and she loves me so much, and I love her too, but... I'd never worn them before, and it felt like the Lord was like, I want you to wear them tonight because you're the daughter of the king, so you're a princess. And speaking of shoes, it made me think of that man that uh, made the Satan sneakers. I don't know if you've heard about that in the news, <laughs> but a man made some, sh decorated some shoes, I guess, that look like a picture of hell, I guess, and he called them Satan sneakers. And... Um, I feel like the Lord said, that's just Satan's counterfeit for what God's doing. Like wherever we place our foot is holy ground and we are taking back the land. So to me, it was like confirmation of what the Lord is doing with taking back the land instead of that. But okay, so back to, I was having this experience with the Lord and um, another thought I had in my mind was, well, when I had like a Peter kind of moment, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you know, and 
Peter did the same thing when Jesus wanted to wash his feet. But when the Lord wants to do something like amazing for us, we just need to just receive and let him do it. So he has my foot and I'm thinking I'm going to get healed. And he, a tear, his tears start dropping on my foot. And I've been reading about this woman and here's Jesus and he's weeping on my foot and I'm like completely undone, overwhelmed, humbled and it's just like, so he weeps on my foot and kisses my foot and he thanks me for the times that I've danced throughout all the years in some places and sometimes when it felt like pushing past the Pharisees and the Michaels looking at you and uh, dancing when you, you wanted to be in the back row or dancing through the pain. And he said, I thank you because I know that you did it for me. And, and then that was about the end of it. And I thought, well, my foot's going to be healed now, but it wasn't healed then. But I knew that he understood, that he, he loved me and he cared. And it didn't change, but I still believed that my foot was going to be healed. And it didn't actually get healed to this weekend. Um, Brian Starley had a word. He's like, does March 9th mean anything? And Ron and I stood up because it's our anniversary. And he prayed for a healing for us. But I believe there's also something about, because he said our anniversary date. So I think there's something more for Ron and I as a couple. We just don't know what it is yet. But, and then that night, my foot hurt like the worst it ever hurt. <laughs> Same with the morning. And I'm, but I'm like, I had this thought, like, I'm going to go and worship and I'm going to give the testimony. And then Teresa had a word that, that confirmed that. She's like, when you're in worship, you're going to get healed. And then it did. And I got healed. So don't know why, you know, things sometimes are a mystery of why he does things the way he does. But, um... I feel like it's encouraging to people that even though you may have not experienced your healing yet, it doesn't mean it's no forever. But um, so I felt like the Lord gave me a word for people to be ministered to for their heart. And it's about him seeing you and whatever you're going through. And it may be something you're going through actually right now. Or it may be something you've gone through in your life. It may be um, just so you feel unnoticed, unappreciated, misunderstood, lonely, alone, insignificant. Maybe just any of those kind of feelings. And I really felt like that's what the Lord wants to do. And then this week I read in Genesis about Hagar, how she runs out into the desert and she's feeling despised and lonely and she cries out to the Lord and he she has an encounter with him as El Roy which is the God who sees me and I really feel like he wants to manifest his presence tonight as El Roy um, just to have that face to face because it's one thing when you think oh the Lord heard my prayer that's awesome but when he sees you, it's personal. 
It's like being fully known, fully seen, fully loved. It's like when you're texting somebody or you're emailing, you're communicating, but it's not until you're face to face with that person and you can see their their eyes look at you and smile and that you really feel like you're getting to know that person. So I really believe that that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to have that face to face encounter with everyone because that's how you can say, oh, what's the metal anyway? Because you're validated on the inside because you know He loves you. So I just wanted to spend some time and just we just and please feel free to move about come up front dance whatever you feel like you want to do and we're just going to have a time where we really just connect with him This isn't a sing-along song. Um, this is a song that I feel like the Lord has written for his bride out of Song of Solomon. So I just encourage you as you're sitting in your chair to think about what was going through Jesus' mind when Mary was coming up and pouring the alabaster on his feet was going through his mind, out of the overflow of his heart, and that's how he feels about you. So these words are from him for you tonight, and I just encourage you just to sit and to look at him and to receive what he wants to sing over you, and to remind you of how he feels about you, and how he sees you, and who he says you are.
Thank you, Jesus. Whew. So one of the things for the why part, and I found that it was amazing with Brian Starley here this weekend. That he talked about making a commitment to the Lord. And then Sunday, Pastor Tom calls for people making a commitment. And that's what I felt like we were supposed to have a time when we commit to going deeper with the Lord. So I really feel like this season and time is a choose this day. This is it's not to be taken lightly. It's very, very serious. And um, so if your heart is willing to be full out, whatever that is, what that means for you. Um, not that we have to be perfect, but our heart attitude is that we're completely after the Lord. And I just feel like he's calling us to this place where he just wants us to, um, just to lay it all out, to give it all, holding nothing back for him. And if anybody wants me to, I'll anoint them with this oil and pray for them. And if you're online, you don't have to be anointed. Even if you're here, you don't have to be because it's about your heart. It's just about making that commitment. I, but I really just feel that in this time, we really need to make that commitment and be strong in Him. But I wanted to end with, Teresa had sent me a couple of things from the God Chasers by Tommy Tenney, and I was going to read it, but I've, I've been like Selah and on it, and I feel like the Lord's just like, just talk about it, just tell about it instead of reading, because I really want you to get the, um, the picture of what is happening in this time, and just to realize the significance, and I believe the absolute magnificence of this. So, Jesus, we know he was betrayed. He was rejected. He was beaten. He was whipped. He was mocked. He was insulted. He was spat on. He was hung on a cross to be crucified. There was a crown of thorns on his head, and it, it wasn't just on placed on top of his head. It was crushed and shoved down hard to where the thorns were poking into his head and he's bleeding out. And in agony, I feel like not just physical agony, but heartbroken agony. And just prior to this, the woman had anointed his, this time it was his head. The first time was his feet, but this time was his head. So as the thorns are sticking in and he's bleeding, this fragrance being released. As he's dying on the cross, and he takes a breath and he breathes in the, the incense, the smell, the fragrance of her love, of her worship, of the fact that she got him, she listened. And when he said, I'm going to die, she prepared him for burial. So it, it ministered to him, even as he's dying on the cross, this beautiful worship. And I believe that we can do that too. 
that the world, so many things are happening. People are hurting each other. They're hurting children. They're uh, mocking God and rejecting him. And in the midst of this, we can worship him with all our hearts in the midst. And we can be that fragrance that's rising up to him even now that's ministering to him. So we know that when he died, he descended into hell, preached a sermon, grabbed the keys, and he went up to ascend up into heaven to take his place as the high priest. So he goes, he descends down and on his way up, he sees Mary, and she's crying. She's standing at the tomb, and she's crying. And he's like, I got to stop. I got to stop and let her know I'm okay. I'm alive. I'm resurrected. So he stops on the way to do what was one of the most important tasks he would ever do, and that's to be the high priest in heaven. And one of the things he says is, don't touch me. Why? Because if she touched him, he would have been defiled. He risked being defiled as the high priest to stop for one who worshiped him. So uh, that's just the, the cry of my heart to be that type of worshiper that would touch Jesus so much. He's so worthy. So if that's the cry of your heart, just tell him, Lord, I want to worship you extravagantly with all that I am and, and with all of my life and with everything within me. So that's really just to, just to make that commitment and we're going to have some more worship, just a time of worship and experiencing his presence and, and believing that when you make that commitment, he's going to give you the grace that will empower you to fulfill that commitment. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus.
fragrance that's in this house right now. It's like, woo it's on all of us, and it's in the house. So, Lord, I just thank you for your grace. And, Lord, let that fragrance of the kingdom and his king be on us now, Lord, as we rest in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Mary Esther, for bringing that. And, and uh, Ashley, thank you. I love it. It's like that 24-7 that you've been involved in. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for the presence that's here. It's just a peaceful presence. We thank you. Those joining by live stream, bless you. Next uh, three Wednesday nights will be a series on Created to Worship. So we're going to press in deeper. So, all right, have a great week. Uh, don't forget, Friday night, 6 to 7, we'll be here for Good, uh, good Friday. Time of celebration as well. So God bless you all. Thank you.